was as if he'd kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Kia ora and good and northern from today, Radio Studio 4 in Kirschberg. You know at the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. You're with myself, Nathan Snade, and my mate across from me, Scott Brown, is on the desk. So, you know, well, well, we, we will probably start uh, talking movies. It's uh, a few minutes past seven, and I wonder what movie's going to come up tonight. It's the 9th of August. Mate, there's a bit of sunshine I saw there today. Bit of rain as well. It's bit quite of rain. nice. Show number 119, the significance of the number 119. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, you're going to have to te- tell me something. Or teach me something tonight, Scott. Tell me. It was my number when I was at school. Number 119? Yeah, it was my school number. As in, what, just a school number or rugby playing number? It was a school number. So you had, I think we had, I've got to remember now, I think there were nine houses. So your house was obviously, if you were in that house, meant everybody in that house was number, you know, uh, 101 up to 199. Obviously, you didn't have that number of pupils, but it's more for with your school kit and stuff like that, you'd have your, your school number written S- in SB119 or just 119? Just 119. And have you met other 119s past that? Never, past never, never met a 119. Okay, maybe you should start up the 119 club. I might do, might do. Um, as always, this is our local sports uh, rap, and we've got two local lads. We'll decide after the show if we can call them local legends. Very privileged to be joined by uh, Eric Glod and obviously Charles Munster from the world of table tennis and rallying. Can I say table tennis or can I say ping pong? Ah, uh, it doesn't matter for me. You can say whatever you want. Okay, and obviously Charles just rally driving. Rally yeah, driving. rally driving. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Good stuff. Um, as always, you can get in comms with us uh, throughout the uh, show. Six two one five two five thousand. Get involved. If it's abuse, if you're a keyboard warrior out there, just sling it over, and I may or may not read it out. Eric, I'm going to chuck you under the bus quickly to start things off. Thirty seconds about yourself. Go. Well, um, my name is Eric Glod. I'm from Luxembourg. I play table tennis since twenty two years ish. Um, I have played all my life in Vancouver in uh, in Luxembourg. Then I had some stops in Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Denmark, Sweden, and now I'm back in Austria, where I live also, practice, play for my club, and I'm part of the army. I'm part of the elite cadre of the Olympic Committee. 30 seconds are over. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you keep going. You keep going. Doing really good. <laughs> where haven't you been? Geez, I mean, I was looking at your, your Wikipedia profile um, earlier in the day. and it goes, Well, of course, it, it helps to do a bit of a research on the athlete. And we look at the events that, that you've, uh, you've participated, and I was like, holy moly, that's impressive. You have been around. Yeah, but that is your 30 seconds up, mate. I don't want to forget about <laughs> Charles over here. Charles, obviously, over to yourself. Who are you? And uh, what, what are you doing in our studio, you know? Uh, I am I'm Charles. Uh, I'm I'm driving rallying uh, from 2019. Uh, it's my uh, my third season, I think, because it's COVID. Uh, we lost a lot of race. I drive Belgium French uh, Championship this year, and previous I drive uh, also in a, a bit of uh, European Championship. 
so now we have full season in France and Belgium. The accent is uh, very good, Nathan, huh? It's very bien. So you can, you can speak Luxembourgish, but your accent's a little French. No, I, I cannot speak yet Lux- speak Luxembourg. You can do Moyen. What an insult. Uh, what I an insult. I can say Moyen, Eddie. And, and, and Ingbert. And, and I make a bear. Yeah, Van Schlift, obviously. Yes, there we go. Perfect. Stuff. He can. He can um, do the good voice. Just uh, obviously, we're going to interview the pair of you and talk about your journey through uh, through sport. And I would say it sort of goes in a bit of uh, a chronological order. It will start with you as a youngster. But as always, myself and Nathan will get quite excited, so we'll just throw random questions, especially as they bump into my head. The first one that has come into my head, Charles. Obviously, when you are driving in rally, do you always have a co-driver? Yeah, we always have a cover driver next to us. Uh, he just read the pace note that yeah. we give in uh, Ricky before the race. Yeah. Uh, without him, I think we crash after two corners. Yeah. So it's quite important. So what I'm the point I'm getting at here is you like have to obviously listen to him because you you don't have a lot of time to react. But do you ever get into arguments with him? You know when when maybe he says it's an easy right and maybe it's not an easy right, maybe it's a hard right. I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant to this sort of thing. Do you have other arguments? Normally not, because normally you're just supposed to read what uh, I rewrite before, so what I tell him. Uh, but sometimes it can happen that it's a bit late or a bit early and then yeah. we can we try to check so that it's perfect it's, it's on time. Correct. And is it always written or is it typed up, you know? It's just uh, we come and he, he write all with his pen and... Mm. I hope he can read his I own can't writing. can't read your bloody writing. <laughs> it's quite uh, a lot of, lot, of, lot of work from the co-driver, so it's quite important and without him we, we are nothing. I'd love to see this guy in your passenger seat not saying a word. I'd be closing make, my make, eyes and peeing my pants, mate. That's I think he would be happening. quite scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, exactly what I'd love to I'm not even going to say. argue about it. As always, we start things off, boys. We'll come back to you in a second. Uh, we start things off with sport and the history of the world today. Nathan, you've got a few <laughs> gems for us, have yeah, you? Yeah, got, got a few gems. 1908 was a Tour de France and Frenchman Lucien Petit-Breton. He successfully defended... Lucien Petit-Breton. Breton. Yeah, that was all right. Did it that rolls did, off? That rolls did it off roll off my tongue like warm, warm honey? Because uh, I bullshitted my way through that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, they, he did. Uh, Lu, uh, Lucien Petit Breton. He successfully defended his title, beating Francois Faber of Luxembourg. So uh, another, you know, obviously Luxembourg is. We've, we've got a bit of a history of doing quite well in the Tour de France, have we? Moving on, 1936 in athletics. Jesse Owens. He was part of the American four by one hundred relay that won gold in the world record, 39.8 at the Berlin Olympics. And significance the, of that significance of the Berlin Olympics well that was um, that was actually when Jesse Owens he did the uh, salute didn't he with, when he won no that's right? that's further down the line Jesse Owens was the one he obviously he came from the US but he was that was when obviously Hitler was in power in Germany wasn't he and he wouldn't present him the medals he wouldn't present the medals to him after after so he so won. you're telling me that Jesse Owens did the did the was no, it the, like no, a black power no, salute no, no? That's, that's later down I want to say 72 I think that's Montreal 72 but that was but 1938 he wasn't racing 40 years later no but you're getting mixed up with something else am i yep you are and when we get into while the interview you're, after get up, i'm gonna have a look on i'm gonna google google yeah. that mate. and you can apologize live yeah. on air because i'm right and you're wrong okay, okay? but i don't think juicy rowans was racing over a 40-year period no he wasn't okay. but i'm saying it was somebody else who did the black power right. salute clear we'll find out okay. in 1984 in decath uh, in, the, in the sport of decathlon daily thompson of great britain scored 8797 points to win the decathlon in los angeles and it was later recognized as a world record I wonder why that is. Why I wonder why a, a world record in decathlon. You got any answers for that, Scott? Probably something to do with the. I would imagine the advances in technology. Maybe the distances. I don't know. 
the uh, the tracks they're running on, the hurdles they're going over. I don't know, something along those lines. That's an interesting one. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to find out for you now. <laughs> um, uh, and also, uh, probably, probably the, the biggest one for us, certainly, is obviously in 2012 in athletics, uh, Jamaican superstar Usain Bolt won the 200 metres uh, at the London Olympics in 19.32 to become the first to win the 100 metres and 200 metres double in back-to-back Olympics. Olympics. Pretty pretty impressive. Um, also on this day, whose birthday is it? None other than 85-year-old Rod Laver, the Australian tennis player. He collected the Grand Slams in 62-69. to 69. He actually got 11 Grand Slam singles titles, so very impressive. And Dion Sanders turns 56 today, the uh, American college pro football, a bit of a legend of the, yeah. the, the, the NFL. Dallas Cowboys, wasn't he? He was indeed, Dallas Cowboys. That. Um, right, fellas, we'll get right into this. I guess the uh, the easiest person to begin with is yourself, Eric. So, obviously, I, I came from a, a rugby background, you know, not that many good. But Nathan, you came from a squash background. How the hell do you get into table tennis? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm the worst person to ask because I got into table tennis because I was unapt to throw a ball catch a ball run in a straight line so when i was in the f- in first r- first grade the teacher told my mother he has to do something to improve his uh, motorical skills and stuff yeah, your coordination yeah, 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 exactly yeah. yeah so there were three sports in our where i live we had football judo and table tennis and i was a super frightened child i was crying about everything so judo would be off the so cards then. judo for sure yeah football also, way too much uh, contact, so there was only table tennis. Went to my first practice there, had to take my brother because I was too afraid to go alone. And I just sticked with it. I just enjoyed this um, being uh, on my own at the table. And it gave me this this thrill of just improving all the time. I mean, what a cool story. It's Com- just- it, gave you, it gave you confidence. Yeah it, yeah, it was just something I could focus on and I could work on myself. And it was like I had to fight against the opponent, but it was also a fight against myself. I didn't have to rely on pesky teammates or something. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting you say that because the first thing we often talk about is uh, the benefits of sport as a youngster. And I've said to you before, Nathan, I don't believe, if anybody says I hate sport, I don't believe people hate sport. I believe that they haven't found their sport yet so luckily you had three options and you picked the right one you know um, he's gone on to be gone, gone on to be well I, I think you've got runner up in the national champion national championship or champion of Luxembourg this year I've, I've won four times won four yes. times three times in a row I mean, gee whiz you got three Pete huh what about yourself Charles I mean you said uh, earlier on in the show you've come from a uh, a family of rally drivers so presumably you're you're away with your your dad or or who who races rally in your family at the moment uh, for now, we are, I have one brother who is also uh, in part of the course, so from the Olympic uh, of Luxembourg. Yeah. And uh, my dri- my father was driving, my mother was co-driving, yeah. and my grandfather from the my father's side was also driving. So that, that just to build on my question earlier, imagine if you've got husband and wife, um, you know, co-pilot and driver. And there is an argument in the car. Well, like, what happens to the every 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 yeah. day of the week? <laughs> does it? Does what happens in the car stay in the car? You know, and afterwards That's when the pen, yeah. yeah. when it's uh, when it's father or son of uh, husband and uh, and woman, then it's 
always arguing. Yeah. Uh, every time, every rally, every time. Okay, so it seems like Belgium's a pretty good place to grow up as a rally driver then if this sort of stuff happens all the time, is it? But um, if, uh, so your bro- is your brother older or younger than you? Uh, two years older. Oh, okay. So, well, I guess as a youngster, is that what you did at the weekends? You go off and watch your dad yeah, racing yeah, and I, stuff? As I was a kid uh, at four years old, I think I was already driving, uh, playing with some toys of, uh, of rally car. Uh, I break it every time. Then my father uh, glue it again. Uh, every weekend that my father race, I go go look at him. Uh, every time in France, in in Spain, and, and things like this. So, yeah, uh, from my from from my young age, I was I was directly in the rallying. And just just talking specifically about rally driving, I mean, it's fair to say that Formula One is the I guess it's the most high profile of the motorsports. Obviously, there's a lot of money pumped into it. But um, I mean, with Formula One, you've got practice, you've got qualifying and you've got the race day, but they've also brought in the sprint race as well to try and spice things up. How many stages would you expect to be doing? Is a weekend just Saturday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday? How many stages would you expect to do in a normal rally? Like uh, from Belgium rally of, of Luxembourg, like I did uh, two months ago. Uh, it's depend. It was of two days rally of one day rally. Uh, depend also the, the the country in France we will have longer stage and but less in Belgium we will have shorter stage but uh, a lot more we can have 12 stages a day so it's quite a, a rush because it starts from 8 and it finishes so 20 or something like this so it's all day long but if you go in a higher category like uh, WRC with World Rally Championship of ERC European then you have a 3 day or 4 day rally and every rally of this you have before the Ricky that is also one of two days so it's quite a long weekend and we are from the beginning to the end completely pushed to it. Have to drink lots of Red Bull over a weekend uh, like that. But just sorry, Eric, I'm going to come back to you in one second. The last question I want to ask you is: if you're you're racing multiple stages, and I think the most interesting bit is where you you have a team of mechanics, don't you, or a team that help support the car. So how long do you get between stages normally to try and to try and fix up the car? So the thing is that you have like uh, you go for three or four stages. And then you come back. So if you do something in the first or second stage, you need to repair from yourself and your co-driver. And then you come back to service. We depend. It is sometimes 30, 40, 50 minutes to repair the car and go again for four stage of more or less. It depends. So when you're driving, are you actually being, are you actually being mindful of, of the car or are you just giving it death? You try to do your best and just <laughs> give it all. And if you break something, you repair it between the stages. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, um, Eric, but hopefully you don't go through that sort of thing. We have to repair and use tools, you know, between matches in uh, table tennis. But in a typical table tennis tournament, how many times would you expect to be, you know, playing? Is it knockout, you know, first come first serve sort of thing? Or do you drop into other tiers and stuff when you're competing? So the international tournaments, they're all knockout by now. So they have changed the system a few years ago. Before you had like a group stage where you had a... Where you could qualify for the main draw, you'd always yeah. like see the player in the main draw, but you could play a group stage, so you at least had two, two, two or three matches. Now it's all knockout, even the quali- qualification stages. So sometimes you travel far to play one match and be knocked out of the tournament. Yeah, and there is no consolation round or anything. You're just like done. Yeah. Add stuff, but I guess you you order. I mean, let, let's just let's just say you 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 get on a flight to picking somewhere. Brunei, you play you play a tournament, you get knocked out. I guess you've got other mates from other countries or on the tour, so to speak, that you could actually go still train. 
yeah. the other ones that they've, you know, other, other guys that have been... Yeah, absolutely. Also, if I would go to Brunei or to Asia, it would be combined with other tournaments. Yeah. So, like, my my teammates, Sarah and Tessie, they are in uh, South Africa, South, South America at the moment. So, they had, like, a tournament in Peru and immediately now a tournament in um, Brazil, in Rio. So, they, even though they have lost quite early in Peru, they had, like, their flight booked to the next tournament, prepared there for this week and they're playing now in in uh, Rio so that must be quite daunting because if you do get this let's say knocked out you and, and you've got I mean when are you going to book your flights do you just book your flights on the last last minute I mean you must be forever calling up the agent saying I need a flight a bit earlier or hey guess what I've got through to the quarterfinals or semifinals here I yeah. can't get on that flight this morning right it so is. that could be quite that could be quite challenging and quite expensive too one would think it is it got so much more expensive before it was much easier to say we go there to a tournament on a Tuesday we're probably exit on a Friday so we can fly on a Saturday now it's all uh, speculations and actually our administrative administrative stuff they're doing such good work of always being able to catch a call for us and change the flight so it's a lot yeah so when you're uh, you, you're obviously you're, you're competing at these tournaments and, and as we said you know you're, you're national champion how how does that um i mean what's the knock-on effect of that so you you win the national championships in luxembourg and then what what's the does that qualify you automatically for europeans or anything like that or, or how does how does it work in table tennis no unfortunately unfortunately the national championships have absolutely no meaning it's like a prestige tournament and i love to play it it's very important for me to represent in the country as well but internationally, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, so let's we'll put that aside. No disrespect to that that tournament there. But if you're you're competing at these European tournaments, and I mean, how do you get a ranking? You you win the tournament, you get five hundred ranking points. I don't know how does it work in table tennis. It's um, it's uh, round based, so it's like if you win the first one of qualification, you gain three ranking points. If you qualify for the main draw, you get eight ranking points, and then from there you go up with the ranking points. Yeah. But there are also different tiers of tournaments where you, on the higher tiers, you get more points even for winning one match in qualification. Yeah. But there's also harder to enter. Only like a certain amount of players are able to enter those tournaments based on the world ranking. Yeah. So for lower tier players with a, wor- with a bad world ranking, it's hard to get into the tournaments where you can earn a lot of ranking points. So you've got to spend a lot of money touring the world, playing the low tier tournaments to gain little ranking points yeah. until you have enough to go into the bigger ones. But it's so hard because the good players also play the w- bad tournaments. Because they want to they pick up the ranking points as the well. The easy ranking yeah, points yeah, yeah. as well for them because yeah. the low-tier tournaments are not as well um, pl- uh, seeded or stuff. They're not, yeah, yeah. Not, so good play to, not, so, not so many good players. So for them, it's easy ranking points. If they go there, get, go into the final... Good for them. So there's a few phone calls going around pre-tournament, like going, "Who's entered into this? Who's it is. Who's, who's who's going to Brunei next week?" Because it's gambling. Yeah, it's gambling. gambling. Yeah. There are also tournaments which go like simultaneously now. So the federation enters as now in both tournaments, waits until the last minute, drops us, drops out of the tur- drops us out of the tournament, which is like less good. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah, it's yeah. I mean, just I to just that. to jump back over to you, you Charles. So h- how does it work in uh, in in so you're competing in in Belgium or in or in France? And there's a presumably there's some sort of table. Yeah, it's just or as uh, they say in French, the classement. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a classement. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. You have a, you have a, 
a ranking, well, not a ranking, but you're just a championship uh, uh, ranking uh, from the beginning of the year. Everyone is at zero. You do your season, uh, depending of uh, of the race, uh, the result you do. You have a, a ranking, and then at the end of the year, you don't win anything. It's just yeah, you, you have a, a, a trophy, but that's it. So. It's just important to to be fast in each rally and to at the end of the year be best as you can and so that the the main team can look at you and maybe one day pick you up. And that's what I was going to get into because obviously there's a there's a huge element of funding when it comes to uh, Formula One. You know, if you can attract sponsors who can obviously bring a bit of cheddar to, to help support the team. Is it the same in, in rally? Is that something that would be looked at or is it just a case this goes fast, let's get him in a faster car and see? No, it's uh, it's uh, also a lot of, uh, of money. Uh, like rallying, it's, it's really expensive. Uh, e- even when you go to the higher category, then it's even more. WRC, ERC, it's out of, of mind for now. Uh, so we are looking for sponsors every time, every every week. Um, and then, yeah, from there, you try to have support of, 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 a, of a team, of, of a brand, like I have this year with uh, Hyundai Motorsport, uh, that they support me in the junior driver. Uh, uh, it's uh, Hyundai Motorsport Junior Driver Academy, I think. <laughs> we'll give them and, a follow on Instagram. Oh, if they've uh, got any uh, seven-seat people carriers they're looking to get rid of, you give me a shout as well, buddy. Yeah? I, I, I want to know, so you, you've just done a, let's say a couple of stages on the day and then you're taking your car and you're going back to the hotel and you know, you've got 30 kilometres to get back to the hotel is it difficult not to speed? Uh, it's it's difficult because the cars are not made to drive slow That's so right. and on you the normal go, road you when go. you come to the to the crossing and all these things most of the time you stalled sometimes because uh, it's quite different every one of you will stall that's sure uh, and then yeah challenge accepted you know <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah Speeding is quite okay. It's just you need to you have a dashboard when you can see the speed, and you need to be always careful with this because it, it you doesn't feel the speed. It's probably best just to follow them behind someone yeah. and just well, trust. This trust is me. easier. Yeah. You don't, I don't know if you ever if you ever watched a program. Very, it was very very popular in the UK called Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. Richard Mahammond. I don't know, Eric. Do you ever watch it? Yeah, yeah? No, I Nathan Nuller watched it. Um, but there was um, there was an episode where they got one of the guys, so Richard Hammond, and they put him in a Formula. I think they started off. It might have been G, a GP car, and then it was like Formula, Formula Four, Formula Three, and then basically got to stage where he's like his body will not be able to um, cope by going up, so we'll just dump him into the the Formula One car, and you think he'd be going round the track rapid, but basically the car's just going just stalling because. You have to, you know, again, I'm ignorant to this, but you have to keep the revs up, you have to keep the heat in the brakes and stuff. Otherwise, it's like an anti-lock. It just shuts everything down. So it's sort of, it's very, very interesting. It's interesting to hear the the relationship with that, with rally cars as well. We had um, uh, Dylan Pereira on a while back and he sort of spoke about the cost element was massive. And, you know, like even looking at tyres, the amount of money you can spend on tyres. Yeah, one tyre is is nearly 500 euro and we use minimum 12 per race. So, yeah, it's... uh, all the costs are like this, uh, every, and every year it becomes more and more. So it's uh, it's quite uh, the, the problem to find the budget to go yeah outside the national championship to try to do European of uh, world rally. It's quite complicated just from budget. So another funny question for you, as he said, you know, you do your you do your stage, and then you maybe do a bit of damage to the car. Do you, do you have a toolbox in the car with you? 
the problem is in the car, the, the weight is, uh, is the enemy. So yeah. you have less as possible, but something that if you break something, you can repair. Okay, so if you could only have one tool in the car, what would it be? I think... Uh, probably. Probably, 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 probably you. It's probably the hammer, no? <laughs> no, no, only tire up. Or for the puncture, huh? Uh, yeah. Some scotch and tire yeah, to, to make all the, the, the... If we have a damage on the car, we just try to, to stick it as much as possible. Yeah. And if it's like on the arm or something, if it's a small rally, we don't take arm with us. Yeah. If it's like a world rally championship or something, then you have some arm inside. If you break your arm, you just change it complete, like like a mechanic. If you go on on a on a shop, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do this uh, on the on the ground, uh, just in the mud or something. Just I mean, um, the thing that makes me laugh more than anything about it is, look, we've all uh, well, we'll we'll not include you in this part of the conversation. You've broken down before. I've broken down before and you've broken down before in your car. And the first thing we do is set the car, open up and pop it up and lift it up and look at it. Why do we do that? Because we don't have a clue what we're looking for. We don't, we don't know what we're actually doing. Do you know what I mean? I think that would be... It just looks the part, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Just, to, just to look at the engine and think. You're just hoping little son goes, it's yeah. me. If I look, if, if I keep looking at my car, hopefully someone like Charles will pull over and be like, how are you getting on, mate? I'll, uh, I'll maybe uh, help you out. Yeah, but why, why do, especially blokes, why do we do that? What are we looking for? Yeah. What are we looking maybe for? Maybe there's a cable. Maybe something needs to be pushed and, I, you know, I don't know. Next time we're driving, you see someone saying, why are you looking at it? You know that you don't know what's wrong with it. I'm thinking it's easy, but it's not. Yeah, right no. But obviously, you know the insides out of a car. You know how, you know how, not only how obviously an engine works, but you know, you, you know what you're looking, you know what you're looking for. Yes. Uh, some drivers have, have no clue also uh, it's, oh, it's not everyone that, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, because I'm also working on car uh, basically from a bit of time so I know a bit so of you work, oh so you do a little bit of work on cars as well brilliant I've got something out in the car park you can come and have a look <laughs> well, on I, half an hour I've, I've said to you but I've said, <laughs> only red yeah. <laughs> it's funny mine's been making funny noises come and have a look afterwards that's actually why we invited you on <laughs> We're expecting a full service here, mate. Do you know what I mean? Where's your, where's your garage? We'll bring the cars. I'll be like, yeah, Charles says he'll do it for free. He'll do it for free. Eric, just uh, again, we'll, we'll keep bouncing back over to you. Yeah, as, he, as he said, you know, um, a couple of your teammates are off in South America um, competing at the moment. Where is your, your the favourite your favourite place where you've competed so far in your career? Far. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult question. Vegas? I've never been to Vegas. Ah. <laughs> also, I'm not a big gambler. Yeah, okay. Like I said, very frightful. <laughs> never. So. You just said table tennis, big gambling sport, gambling about the uh, the, 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 the tournaments. Yeah, that, tournaments. Like, yeah, no, I'm only no, messing. But I think, yeah, the, the fondest memories I have of um, Singapore and Kuala Lumpur. Singapore, we have been as a preparation camp before the, uh, the World Championships, 2016 Team World Championships. So, and then it was just amazing. We had such a great team atmosphere we went to had a free a day off we went to the beach just amazing just like summer paradise vibes yeah and then we went to Kuala Lumpur and played the best tournament Luxembourg has ever seen from the two teams like the women's team qualified for the highest level we qualified for the second highest level I didn't lose a single match in this in this tournament it was just like really really cool I think I don't think you can undervalue that in when you uh, you talk about like the the ambiance, you know. The I think it's something that like sometimes it can be with, with elite sport and high level sport. It can be no, we have to be serious all the time and stuff. But you'll see more and more of people trying to 
get boys on side by doing rogue stuff, you know, taking them off on team building, doing these exercises, which actually have zero relevance to the sport that you're going to be doing. But ultimately, if you can, you know, enjoy each other's company and stuff, puts you in a better place, makes you feel more comfortable. If you feel more comfortable, you know, you're going to do better. That state of flow is obviously what we're looking for in anything around that to try and get that, to go and get that athlete or your your mates or whatever in that that state is um, obviously the piece. So again, we're, we're, we're completely ignorant to the, the world of table tennis. So I uh, would take my, I teach at St. George's school and we would take, um, uh, sometimes we're up there and they'll be like, sorry, the athletics track isn't free. Sorry, the gym isn't free, but the table tennis is free. And we're like, all right, yep, let's go down. (laughs) And obviously the first thing you do is there's a giant box of table tennis balls there. Um, How long does a table tennis ball last? Uh, Like it depends many different table tennis balls like every we have many different brands every brand has a different table tennis ball some are a little more affa- more um, affinate to spin some are harder so you can sl- play faster harder and then the material is a little bit different they switched to plastic 10 years ago so the con- the um, what they're made of is not always pure plastic it's sometimes a mixture so it's very hard to say sometimes you hit it after in first play you hit it with an edge and then it's broken sometimes you can hit 20 times with an edge and it's still completely intact you can play a match with it it would have been completely screwed at school because our teacher used to bring them out and you'd have a big bowl of them and basically if any of them got a dink he'd be like no no don't put it in the bin <laughs> and and he'd put it in another bowl and you put boiling water yes, in and, then and they, it pops yeah, back, yeah, back up. granted we weren't playing at the level you were at so <laughs> we were quite happy to use the crap balls you know I'm, I'm interested to learn the, the sides of that because some players have a little bit of a rough edge on that wall let's say more, these little Dots, don't these little spots on another one, and then and then and then other ones have a have a have a flat edge. Are you, what what what's your ratio? Do you go pimples on both sides or flat on both sides? What's your? So there are basically four main uh, main sort of rubbers. You have like a normal spinny tacky rubber. You can produce when you can, you can play top spin, so you produce up spin with it. Then you have the short pimples you mentioned. Now yeah. they there's something in between this tacky one and then long pimples they produce backspin they take completely out the spin you produce and then you had anti-top what Luca my teammate from national team is playing with this is even this is basically a flat sliding surface this is producing nothing you can do nothing with it except your Luca and he knows very well how to handle it it. yeah so there are four different ones and then they're different varieties in those big categories so there's a huge variety that's, in, that's in what's your we- what's your weapon or does it or does it change yeah right i'm playing luca luca's luca likes the 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 flat like the glass <laughs> you know the glass face yeah. do, you, do you go right i'm gonna i'm gonna spin the hell out of this thing <laughs> well i play with the uh, normal spinny rubbers and um you cannot really change. Like I, I could not say, oh, I'm gone because I play against this player. I will change to long pimples now because it takes so long to master your rubber yeah. or like to play effectively with it that it wouldn't be possible just to say, okay, I will switch completely my bl- yeah. my blade now for another for this player. So I play normal attacking rubbers, and yeah, I'm more spinny and very sure in my game not so hard balls not so strong balls more like 
lots on table consistency. He's a, te- yeah, he's a technician, this guy. I, I tell it's you, he'd have us in garage. It, I reckon he would have us. What? Yeah. yeah or on garble table. Gar- garage table tennis, I think he'd have us. I back myself. No, this, guy, this, guy's, this guy's good. Um, unfortunately, our card's pretty full. We'll try and get you an invite you know, and see, see what we can do. But that's what, one thing that's really interesting, what you said there, is how you, you, you focus on one way. And so that's cool to hear because I think a lot of the time, especially in sport, you hear other people worrying about the opposition and ultimately you just got to worry about how you play and, and go through that. But on the flip side, do you you have a conversation with your, your your man Luca? You're saying, or if any of the ladies, and they say, "Oh, you've been drawn against old Charles over here," and he's like, "Oh, he's an anti-top. Sp- I don't know what the term <laughs> like. He's he's a top spinner." And you're like, "Oh, I hate top I'm just spinners." Trying to give <laughs> just, I lads, lads, can you keep your distance from each other, please? We'll talk about bagar later on, huh? But um, Scott, I mean, you, just, sorry to, to, to interrupt here. But w- you, when you see a, a a rugby player, you you know one the way they're carrying the bag, the way they they put no, the no, ingredients. I you don't. I, I think the one thing that would tell me if a bloke could play is uh, how they a lot of times how they pass the ball. How they, that's pro- yeah, that's your, that's your side. and squash. You can pretty much tell by the way they the way they walk through the front door. You just know you know the way they they're looking. Well, what about table tennis? I think this is, you got no idea. I mean, you could think, right, I'm going to have that bloke, but there's no chance. Yeah. yeah. You've you got no idea. No, not really. There's this, nothing specific about table exactly, tennis. Exactly, because we all know when I talk, I come back to garage table tennis, we all know, you think, all oh, right, I'm going to have that old boy over there, and he sorts you out. Oh, yeah. Well, that's certainly been the case for me. Sort of me out many times. I'm just thinking, you know, there's all these innovative, Charles, we're going to come back to you in a second here, mate. Don't worry about this. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All these innovative ways of trying to, you know, you've got you've got your your rucksack, your kit bag. Is it very what we call plain Jane? Is it very simple, you know, or is there like a mega special bag where you, you know, you open it up and the rackets are like, you know, and they're all you know all there, and then there's just like balls, just like yeah, ball me, and it just I don't know. Is there any cool, really cool kit out there for table tennis? Like in China, it's in Asia in general, it's way more popular. So. There's way more flamboyant t-shirt designs, kits and stuff like this. Also like record cases. It's more, they dare. In Europe, it's quite tame, I would say. Everybody has the same thing. Oh, this brand put some pink on their t-shirt. Oh my God. Like something like this. Does the racket have, sorry, the bat, it's a bat. Is that right? Am I saying it? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Touche. The racket has has string in it, mate. There you go. Oh jeez, I made you quiet. Bloody hell! I was was just going to say, listen, I haven't even gone to movies yet. I was just going to talk about (laughs) bat and ball. Does it have to be red and black, or can you have different colours on your bat? They changed it a few years ago, a few months ago. I can't remember. And it has to be one black side, and the other side doesn't matter. So there's like red rubbers, blue rubbers, purple rubbers, pink rubbers, green rubbers. I think those five. Okay, very interesting. What would you go for, Scott? Um. I see. I would. I'd like the mind games. So yeah, I, of course would, you would. I would go rogue with my colours. You go green. I, I actually saw one. <laughs> I actually saw one with like a marble, which was like mixed colours, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't think it made me oh, play yeah. well. But I think my opposition yeah. thought that's a cool bat. I'm <laughs> going to beat him, and I'm going to take it off. Him. <laughs> is that what you have to do when you lose? You have to give up your bat. Is it? That would be amazing. <laughs> 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 you better run. What about you, Charles? You garage garage table tennis man. 
Well, uh, have you won a few games beating the, beating the old boy? Take it doesn't, him, it doesn't, take yeah, but it doesn't look that around. hard on TV, does it? You know, that's a lie because we've seen WTT. We follow it on our, our, our social media, and there's some good stuff on there, and there's some amazing. It's and particularly some of the exhibitions they do, yeah. absolute absolute quality. So, Charles, to going off on a tangent as always, just jumping over to yourself when you're, I mean. Look, the, the the reality is, unfortunately, when you are racing at speed, you are going to have, you know, accidents. And you're obviously, you know, these things are, I mean, the car does take an absolute pounding, but the, what do they call it? The roll cage where yeah, you're, you're basically, just... you're protected in stuff. And like, if you, I'd imagine you have, you know, crashed the car or have you flipped the car before as well? Yeah, yeah. Or roly-poly. Um, and like, yeah, and it's like, um, is it? When when something like that happens, do you? It's not like like you know you're in trouble before it happens. And is it? I mean, I always think it's. Uh, I shouldn't laugh about this, but when you hear them mic'd up, you'd be like, "Uh oh, here we go!" And then it's you know you see the the footage from inside. I mean, is that that's pretty scary? Is it when that if that happens? Uh, normally, you don't have really the time to be scared. Uh, so when it come, you just don't think about it and you try to. To focus on the road and go back on it, uh, but then when you hit something, uh, or it go very bad, or you break something, but you can continue. So the two happened already to me. <laughs> Have you ever seen a car do a roly poly? Um, I've. It's 1939, and here comes my first movie. Um, Sod, trust him to pick that up. Look what he's just picked yeah. up. If you constantly got a table tennis bat in your hand or oh, something yeah. there, I, just, I need to. I feel like oh, I need to say now. Um, I know uh, Casino Royale, the new one, uh, where James Bond crashes the. Is it the Vantage? Where he, know, where he, he has to go around you and crash it, and I think he flips it. It's like eight or nine times, but that's a world uh, that's a world record. I haven't flipped well, the car, but I have ended up. I've seen the state of your car out in the car park. It's got a few colours. It's a little bit like yeah. that marble tennis. What does it matter? What is it? Table tennis bat that you were talking about. What does it matter? I've got Charles here to fix it now. It doesn't really matter. I don't do painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. That's why you get a white car. You don't need to paint that. Just different coloured bits. So, so you, you don't think that was. Um, uh, produced those car flips. You think it was a genuine car flip, roly poly? Oh no, they had to. They had to. The way the car crashed because of the speed he was going at. It was obviously it was all. Uh, I don't want to say controlled, but it was set up. And then obviously once the car gets on that long axis, it just just keeps going. Have you ever had a, a nasty one like that? Uh, the one roll. Uh so I just hit once, but uh, I also jumped into a, a barrier in uh, Canaria. So this was quite scary because you just go fully downhill but it was okay nothing happened to me and my co-driver just the car was just ended up in the trees I guess it happened not so in the tree in, a, in like a fence but in a metal fence you know okay so it held you up a little bit yeah, yeah. number I mean, 8 wire I guess it's one of those things where you like stop me like yeah, are, you, are we all good yeah, all that's good, the thing yeah. you, you come you, you, you eat it you, you say uh, one bad word I think and then you say are you okay <laughs> <laughs> as a French speaker I can imagine what that word would be you know um, but um, I mean getting back to the uh, the weekend I guess it's you know how how do you prepare so you arrive on the on the friday maybe and do you go and walk the course or do you drive slowly uh, so the so the preparation of the race is is quite uh, quite long because we we take it before the race so we try to to have a camera on board camera of the previous years and then we look at it sometimes we can already prepare the notes so uh, i i I just speak on my dictaphone and send it to my co-driver who will write it already in his book. Uh, then we arrive there. Sometimes we test, sometimes not. 
Ricky. Ricky, so it's uh, you need to do two pass in each each stage, and then uh, yeah, uh, rallying. So every night also we come back to the hotel. We look at the video of the next day. So it's a lot of preparation. It doesn't look so, but when you are really into it, it's it's a lot of job. And when you're when you're you're discussing with your co-driver, is it a case of Oh yeah, they, to be you know there are some scary corners. You know, you know if uh, if we don't get them get them right, you you could be in a bit of trouble here. It's more like uh, you are first pass of the Ricky. You pass there, you say this is flat, no problem. You yeah. right. You come back next loop, next loop in Ricky, and then you see it was not flat, and then <laughs> you you change it, and sometimes you forgot to change, and then it was quite scary in the car, and then you say hula. It was a bit of a moment. <laughs> you lose some weight driving around there. Just, just on that as well, because obviously you say you go for your recce and you're, uh, you, you know, you're, you're getting familiar with the circuit, but ultimately the roads are public. They're public roads a lot of the time, aren't they? So I've seen quite a few videos where you'll get, you know, Farmer Giles out in his tractor and he's just out plowing the field and you will get instances where you'll be driving and... <laughs> We got to slow down because the tractor's coming down the road. I mean, he doesn't know he's a rally on, does he? Well, have, have you ever had... Surely he got an email. I mean. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has an email, mate. <laughs> Most of the time, it's more in the rallying. It's uh, people sometimes walking on the stage, so that's it's a bit uh, scary for us and for him. Uh, but uh, in Ricky, it's the road are still open, so you are just driving with a normal car. Uh, at normal speed, not speeding a load, uh, and you have a GPS and all. So this is really like uh, you cannot do, do more than the legal uh, speed. And then on rally, normally all roads then are closed, and normally everybody need to know that it's a rally. Yeah, going. but do you need do you need a separate license to uh, to drive a rally car, or does your I guess your normal driving license allow allow you to do that? No, no. So we we need a license. Uh, I have one from uh, ACL uh, in Luxembourg. So you need to have a license, and it depends which type of racing you do: circuit, rally, uh, karting, whatever you do, and if it's national or international. So all types are different, and you really need this to to drive. Without this, you cannot take the start. Okay, so it is something where you can't just rock up and be like, "Yeah, I've." I've souped yeah, up, need, souped need, up no, my car. You need medical, uh, <laughs> medical check and all these things, eyes check, uh, ear check, and things. And so a lot of checking. When when you were you were competing in Luxembourg, that would be would that be a lower like a lower key event? Would that be one of the smaller races that you would you would compete in? Yeah. So uh, Luxembourg Rally for me it was important to do. I want to do it because I I don't participate of the championship this year uh, because some races are small race that I will not go to because it's too much money to go and I want to race there to make a proper race and have a look there but this is this is a smaller race than a, a championship for us and with with that you presumably have some guys like yourselves who race more regularly but do you get guys you know more amateur guys who turn up in their you know in their <sighs> If I say my dad's Ford Fiesta, do you know what I mean? And, and take the back seats out and be like, yeah, we will we will go around. And Yeah, you can take uh, just a normal car and modify it a little bit. Uh, but then you need to make also uh, some license for your car, a yeah. passport. Uh, I, I think we should do that next year. I think that'd be brilliant. <laughs> just take a car for two. Huh? Right. Oh, I'm not going with them. I'll, yeah. I'll take one each, thanks. <laughs> and you drive. If you, work, driving. if you work on your English, you can come and be my co-pilot, Charles. No, that's no, no, how no. they know. <laughs> I'm scared on the right. <laughs> but with uh, when you say the modifications and stuff, pres- presumably there's a, you know, um, because you, you, look, you can't turn up in a Lamborghini and race because of the power. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not fair. How how do you make it fair in rally driving? 
Uh, there is an uh, homologation firm that said first all category because there is a lot of category. Yeah. I don't know all. And then uh, mostly it's more about security. So you need the FEA roll cage that is the federation, uh, international federation. Then all these safety things, seat, seat belt and things. And then you can go uh, with your engine, brakes, suspension to through the category to the higher category. So they yeah. have like a control Yeah, it's, you it's you all, can. you have so much category so that you go in one with this type of car. Then if you want to modify the suspension, but not the engine, you can still go in another one. I guess to make it fair at yeah, the end of the day. Because some, some guys are with a normal car that is completely modified and some with a normal car that have just a roll cage, so it's not fair to drive. And then we have our category like I'm driving. It's a, it's a car that you cannot build from yourself. You need to buy it to a to a manufacturer yeah. uh, and there they are all the same and even through the different brand they have also an homologation that they cannot go through so engine suspension all these things are homologated and they cannot be changed okay. so you don't get anyone between stages overnight in mechanics tweaking up the car and like playing uh, hijinks uh, you, you try to do all with your car but uh Like uh, on on WRC and things, you have like a lot of of check on the on this homologation firm, and then yeah, uh, you you with the car that you have, you can do a lot of setting up on it to to be for the race the best, and that it suits you also good because yeah, it's it's important that the car suit to you. It's a bit like uh, the the table tennis uh, racket. Uh, Bat. But yeah, a racket's got Nathan's strings. Nathan's got a bean in his bonnet a about this. A, ra- a racket's got strings in it. <laughs> Bat racket. Um, who, in terms of athletes, drivers, who have you, who, who have you, have you looked up to anybody in particular? Have you followed some some rally car drivers? Possum Bourne, does that name ring a bell? One of the greatest New Zealand rally car drivers of Doesn't all time. Doesn't know that is, mate. Possum Bourne, bloody one of the best in WRC, my friend. Uh, for me, uh, I'm looking now every every WRC events yep. uh, from from now, but there is not so much driver because it's quite difficult to go on the top. Uh, Sebastian Loeb is one of my favorite drivers, Legend. and now everyone, everyone knows who that is. Yeah, and now we have like Possum Born, mate. We have like young, young, <laughs> youngster like me who are already in WRC and winning championships. So the the places are are quite difficult to take, and uh, unfortunately, we can only only start at 18 in Belgium or in Luxembourg, and in uh, north of Europe, they can start at uh, 14 of uh, really? 11. So. We need to take with also the experience that you have and check with this. And just just to jump back over to you, Eric, is there anybody like presumably, as you say, you go to these tournaments? Um, you know, you're going to get drawn against guys who are below a level than you, and the guys who are, you know, a higher level than you. Is there anybody who's like you've played against, and you're like, yeah, this guy is mustard. This guy's really, really good. Well, I think the highest ranked player I played was. Simon Gozi from France, from France, and but in doubles I played against um, one of the top four Chinese, um, Yang Jinkun. So, uh, yeah, there are some really tough opponents, and I played against. Well, is that, I mean, when they say tough, every time they 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 whack the ball over the other side of that net, you're you're, you're bricking it. You don't know what's coming out. The speed is too, so. What makes them, you know, like you can, you can tell in, in in rugby, you can tell are there, is there those players putting you under pressure or you don't want to get tackled and squash. I can tell you, well, I don't, I want, I want the ball in front of me, not behind me. What is it? What, what's it like under pressure in, yeah, in, in table tennis? I think 
the higher you get in the world ranking, the more the players are able to make every shot count. So from the surf on, they put you under pressure, either with their spin, either with their speed, their placement, their pure force. A lot of Chinese or Asian players or Chinese ones, they play with such brute force. They just hammer that ball over the table that you are nearly unable to get it back somehow. In Europe, it's more like there are some players who play with force, but there's more players who play with spin and placement and yeah so it's it's the pressure i mean we've all we've all picked up a table tennis you know and had a rally and stuff and you see them when they do the big smash and it it never it, normally it goes up in the sky so you're does it you're yeah. over straight in the yeah. rubbish bin <laughs> just, just you know this tournament we're having in our garage is pretty high standards <laughs> yeah. you know read it. i'm ready um <laughs> the commentary's but, brilliant um, by the way when, <laughs> when when you play against these uh these other guys from from different countries are they quite approachable and you can you have conversations with them or is it very much no we just stick with our own and and move on to the next thing it depends like i remember when i played the simon gozi it was the 2017 World Championships in Düsseldorf. I, w- I made it out of the qualification for the first time and I was so delighted to be in the main draw. Best 128 players, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. And he played against me. The round later, he the second round he lost. And then he says in an interview that, yeah, but he played against a quite uh, modest player for the round before I couldn't enter the, the tournament. So... And I was like, I listened to that and I'm like, fuck off, really. I I played so well to get there and then I'm just like, ah, just nobody for you. So Mm -hmm. some of the higher players, they're like, they have some quite arrogant attitude towards them. Funny thing now, when I talk to Simon Gozi, he's so nice and he he has really grounded himself a little bit and now he's very approachable. So I don't know, it depends on the player, on how their situation is and how the support is, how they come over and how they are. Have you ever, uh, this is a question we always ask, because as you know, in, in France, you know, there's a lot of bagarre um, with the rugby and stuff like that. Has it ever got very heated and guys have uh, got into a bit of horseplay, as we like to call it, a bit of bagarre? <laughs> have you ever seen so. that? I hope so. <laughs> oh, with the bats against the, no, 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 I'm kidding. Um, no, I, get, I think against the players against each other, they may be sh- sometimes shit talking each other or when they don't like each other or something or playing some mind games like not serving immediately waiting to make the other nervous or stuff yeah but we call it gamesmanship you know it's not against the rules but it's trying to affect the tempo of the game and stuff like that it it happens in garage table tennis and certainly in in (laughs) my garage it happens happens, the best stuff especially after especially after a couple of beers you know (laughs) but what about you charles have you uh have you seen any of that because i'd imagine it can get or have you you just got out of your car and put up your jokes i guess the big thing in rally is it is different in the sense that yes you are racing against the other competitors but not directly because you're trying to log your fastest time so it's not like the two of you oh, the, the, you're most <laughs> racing against yourself to do your best time so it's quite a mental mental play we will say so you can try to play a bit mental to the other one also so speak a bit say that you make uh, some mistakes of thing that is completely the yeah. false of you are not pushing but you miss the best time this yeah. is quite things that you you go fast in the mental so you need to have a a, a strong end and just uh, keep your mind on your 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 goal and just 
flat out. But have you ever got to the end of the stage and two drivers, you know, uh, are going at each other and there is bagarre or anything like Normally, that? Normally, no, we are not arguing that much. Sometimes we catch the car in front uh, because you have a puncture of a problem. Of what do you do? Do you flash him? Do you, yeah. you try to flash him, but he doesn't see because his mirror is like this. You just give him a little bumper. Get out, get out of the way. Uh, then it's the an exception. Oula, expensive bump. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, normally we are not arguing. Uh, it's just the time counts. Just when you come after it, it lets you pass and then it's okay. True. Yeah. I mean, we, this is the beauty about it is we could go on and we could go on for another hour here, fellas. It's just very, very, <laughs> very interesting to talk about your your experiences of, of the sport because, again, we, we have our own backgrounds, how we were brought up playing sport and yours are both very, very different. It's not all serious on here, as you can tell. So there are a couple of funny questions we like to ask our, uh, our guests. Before I'm curious they, about this. I'm the, very, this is, this very, is, very this, curious. This will probably decide whether we get you back on again you know, <laughs> depending on how this part of the show goes so uh we'll start things off nice and easily so in terms of your hairstyle okay as we ask the the, the the guys we've got to ask them at the same time we can't really ask yeah okay Charles the first five so questions i'm going to ask the question the- i'm going to ask the question and then i'll count down three two one and then you have to say okay would you rather have a mullet so where it's like you know like long at the back here or the moustache. Which one would you pick? Three, two, one, go. Moustache. <laughs> <laughs> the European, I'm telling you, they, I, was, I could have called they, it. They, the yeah, Belgian boys would go with the moustache. Yeah. I love it. you got a little yeah. curl. I tell you what, it can wave as the wind breezes glorious. through. Yeah, glorious. glorious and but all Charles, is mighty. What sort of moustache would you have? Just like what you, you can't just have what you got at the moment. Do you want the big Mexican one like this? You know, the, <laughs> oh, the French one, you know, the, the, the handlebars. No, just a, a bit, uh, a bit thicker and, and bigger. That's it. Yeah, bit that's bush. Good. Just a little bit, bit more growth. Uh, like Ned Flanders uh, in The Simpsons, sort of thing. Ned but Flanders in The Simpsons, you know? No, yeah, but not like this. Just a, just a proper one. Uh, uh, a small hat a bell, and a bell, some a sunglasses a be- and that's nice a bell moustache you know? <laughs> a bell moustache <laughs> and then uh, obviously you've so you've decided on your your facial hair or, or haircut okay the next important question is you're on holiday and uh, you go to the beach are you going to be wearing the uh, you know the long board shorts like this or are we going for the the, what we call the budgie smugglers, you know, the uh, like you do. Words. Yeah, you know. <laughs> See, yeah? Yeah. Someone's been doing their homework. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one, go. The shorts. The shorts, lads. What? What is it? Uh, I have one short with uh, the face of my best friend on it, so it's quite funny. Oh, that's quite okay. James Bond, huh? Um, the James Bond, the wee hot pat ones. Uh, oh, hot pad, like the, the ones at the, um, well, the Italian stop. Yeah. Remember Paolo? He, oh, he likes yeah, it. He, likes he probably likes it with the, three <laughs> the, the colours of the Italian <laughs> yeah. flag down the side as well. Obviously, it's... Uh, unfor- board shorts. Yeah, I'm boardies. Sure after yeah. Mallet and board shorts? Uh, but not that long as you showed now. Like, a little bit shorter. Like, yeah. but I don't like those Speedo thingies there. Careful, mate. You're not getting invited Gee, back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, because no, you loved it, eh? yeah, yeah. That's so what it's all about. He's got rubber ducky ones, yellow yeah, rubber ducky I have, ones. I have. Granted, I have to put a couple of pairs of socks down there, you know, <laughs> so I look a bit uh, endowed, m- better endowed, you know. That's all good. Um, next one is obviously, um, unfortunately, it's not just about competing. You know, turning up to the tournaments or the races and such. And uh, you know, there's a lot of training that goes in outside be that you know at the the sports hall wherever that may be or, or or in the gym so the big question we always ask is do you have your socks up you know like like this up to the calf or do you do you wear them down three two one 
Down. Up. Oh, good. Um, mm, up, and, down. Up and down. That depends. Go. I do both, but mostly down. One up, one down. Mostly down, but when I put the the upper one, it's quite a color one, colorful one. Oh, flash! You yeah. attract a bit of attention. I like oh, it. just I like it. <laughs> yeah. <It's funny>. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, part of the uh, the way sports developed over the um, over the last, I guess, it's sort of the last fifteen twenty years, is it's all about trying to get the crowd involved with. Um, you know, with uh, with the with the with the athletes and stuff like that. So, uh, one way of doing that when you talk about sports, like I don't actually mean darts, but Nathan always makes me say the darts. You know, uh, or the UFC or the boxing is you have to um, you're able to select your music that you would you know walk out. So when like you know when you're getting announced out into the arena, you're going to have a piece of music playing. Um, Eric, I can see you really struggling over there. So, <laughs> because I'm a nice bloke, I'm going to start with Charles. Charles, what music would you um, would you pick? Would you come out to? Uh, that's a good question. Celine uh, Dion, something <laughs> French, just because it's funny. Yeah, and Ça plaît pour moi, something like yeah, that. something like this. Yeah. yeah, something just funny, but yeah. I don't know which one. I need to make my search. Okay, well, you 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 uh, you give me a shout, and uh, if anybody's listening, in, you can pick one, and when we do our post, I'll make sure it's on it. <laughs> Eric, I can see you're really panicking over there, right? Huh? Well, if you live in Austria, umpa umpa ski music. Absolutely, yeah. No, oh my god, no. I know something with a good bass line, something to. Pump that walk down the, music the thing of John Cena. No, something more cheerful, <laughs> yeah? something to celebrate to, but also not something dull. Something it must. It's it's hard. I don't know. It's very. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's such an important part of the show. Do you I know what I mean? Just, just, uh, I tell you what. On the, on the Insta post when they come up review of the show, just give them both Celine Dion, will you? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the French, the French music, huh? So where to next, guys? What's you're leaving the studio? You go back to your training bases. Go back to your car. Car. What's the what? What any what any next events coming coming up to for, to look forward to? Uh, I will train towards. I will start my season the first of September in Austria, and yeah, that's all. I'm going. I'm working towards at the moment, as I had a little injury, and so I'm out of international competition for the moment. So I'm focusing on my national. Champion, which is which is wins the national champs. When, when can we? When, can you come to the luck? Wins the Luxembourg national championships. They're always in March. In March, so they're a long time to go. But. March. All right, it's in the diary. We're coming down. <laughs> we'll show you a few things. Yeah, uh, Mate, if you need a warm up yeah, tournament, we'll you. sort you we'll out. Sort you yeah. up. And, our, and our budgies yeah. and budgies yeah. and mallets. Well, I can't do a mallet, but yeah. I'll see if I can find a wigger. Well, what, what, what about yourself, Charles? What, what have you got coming up? So now uh, next race is in France. It's the 26th of August. Uh, it's called the Terre of Marly uh, Terre de Lozère, uh, south of France. So quite quite soon, preparing, looking at video, and looking at the video of the track, analyzing the 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 track as well, or like uh, analyzing uh, every stage we know, uh, and just preparing all that we have all in mind when we come there. We know already where it, where we are going, and then just checking the pace notes uh, when we arrive there. Love it. There's obviously a lot of preparation goes into that. You said you're part of the the Hyundai Young Young Drivers. Yeah. Uh, I think. Have, have you got any sponsors who are also helping out? Uh, yeah, we have a lot uh, more uh, Belgium and Flanders side. So we have uh, SKT, uh, Darta, uh, Hyundai Belgium, Hyundai Motorsport, uh, BMA is the team who do a lot also for us. 
Uh, we have uh, green energy, lot of things, lot of sponsors, and we are looking for even more. Mr. Moore, well, shout out to all of them for for supporting you, obviously. And bouncing just over to you to finish, Eric, if you've got any sponsors as well. Yeah, I think the most important one is the Luxembourgish Army, without whom I couldn't like be at that high level without their support. And as well, like Donig is my my material sponsor. They're also giving me lots of lots of help. So yeah. Happy days. Well, it's you know we we know as well. It's the, those sponsors and and the support from those uh, companies that are invested in sport is a big part. Um, as always, we give a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick. You know whether it's you know uh, fixing the car up okay or preparing the, uh, the the sports halls for whatever it is it could be washing kit could be marking out pitches could be cutting up oranges for the kids at half time um, keep doing what you're doing you can check out the rest of the team tomorrow from 6am you've got the Sam Steen show lunchtime you've got the lunchbox with Steps Low and then you've got the home stretch with Melissa Dalton from 3 till 6 don't forget Dave Burrows and his DB3 sessions. You've also got Sarah Tapp and her hangover show. I'm going rogue here. I've decided I'm not going to listen to either of these two in terms of their um, choices for music. I've actually picked something out for them. So we'll finish on that bombshell, will we? <laughs> okay. Until then. So. Cheers.